welcome to the Nunan Ma podcast. Our Earth View. Hello, we are Andre and Marcus. And with this podcast, we want to take you on a monthly journey with us. A journey through and for our planet Earth. We will share with you our Earth view from three perspectives. The Latin American one, the European one and the African one. In order to awaken our human conscious, to create and live a new development path. And with it, a new relationship with our planet. We will deal with topics such as the big climate challenge and the crucial solutions such as agroecology on a global level. We will also discover together the life in Malawi, the beauties and challenges of this small African country where we will be living for three years. Join, Join us. Before we start, we would like to inform you that parts of this video and audio could be unstable sometimes. Daily power cuts and weak internet connection in Malawi challenge the recording of the podcast, but we try our best for you. Enjoy! Hello, dear friends. We are delighted to have you with us again. Thank you for your comments and suggestions, which we will take with us for this episode and for the future. My name is Timo Lemke. In this episode, we will continue to talk about Andre and Marcus' first personal impressions in the city of Blanchaya in Malawi. Today, we will talk about house hunting, the challenges involved and generally about the housing situation of Malawians. Marcus will also report on his work in the rural communities. Of course, we also want to hear about the progress of their Chichewa knowledge. So let's get started. Hello, Andre. Hello, Marcus. Hello, Timo. Nice to meet you again. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. Nice to be here again. <laughs> so please tell us about your personal house hunt in an unknown city. How did you manage it? At the beginning, we determined three criteria. The proximity to my work, the proximity to Nuna school, and also that it has a garden so we can experiment with plants and have some fresh herbs and vegetables which is important uh, to us uh, before i carried out some, a sample in the internet already in germany so when we came to malawi i just asked my social environment my working colleagues for some houses that are available in in Yeah, any neighborhoods near the work, for example. And we figured out that these are administered by housing agents. At the beginning, we started with the neighborhood close to my work, which is Mpingui. Uh, that is an Indian neighborhood. And interestingly, Malawi has had some West Indian families, which are first and foremost Muslims and Buddhists trading here since the late 18th century and even though they do not even represent one percent of the population they play an essential role in the malawian economy through their businesses in this neighborhood you find big houses many mosques and surrounded by slums uh, yeah some funny facts most people think andre is indian also even malawians <laughs> And yes, Indians here, they are kind of a bubble, a social bubble, as well as uh, Azungu, which are foreigner, especially white foreigners, 
like I am. And at the end, we we also asked some contacts of Nuna's school, and they recommended us to look for some houses in that neighborhood called BCA Hill. And yeah, in the end, we found a house in that neighborhood. It has some smaller houses, but nice and big gardens. So we felt very comfortable from the beginning. And yeah, and now we're here. I'm happy to report you from our new house. Yes, um, we are very happy to have to have found a house already. And um, I would like to mention that we also had the fourth uh, criterion for uh, choosing a house. And it was that the landlord or the landlady uh, are reliable because the houses, most, most of the houses uh, we uh, visited were very damaged and needed a lot of um, reparation. And it was also because of the COVID situation, which um, had most of the houses uh, empty for more than two years. Mm -hmm. So this was also a criteria, but um, it was also interesting because we also visited a neighborhood called Chigumula, where only middle and low income Malawians live. This was a different neighborhood because the other two neighborhoods we visited, it was mostly people with uh, high income, Malawians, Indians, and also foreigners. So this was um, in Chigumula, there was this little uh, nice house with small garden, which would have been enough for us actually. And and where we actually felt very welcome and well. Unfortunately, this was not an option at the end because it was too far from work, Marcus' work, and also too far from Nuna's school. And since we are gonna only use bike, which this is our plan, um, yeah, this wasn't an option at the end. Uh, another interesting fact about it is that we will have been the only Azungu, which means foreigner family, um, residing residing in these neighborhoods and this will have brought us a big step closer to Malawian culture for sure which is our great wish but at the same time um, some people advised us not to move there the argument was that our safety was not co completely warranted and this was something very weird for us we couldn't understand and as I said we felt very welcome over there of course that would have been extraordinary because we notice that for sure there is little or no intercultural exchange between foreigners, Asungos, and Malawians in the simpler neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, yes. When we were looking for a house, we also noticed that the, residen the residential plots often have the so-called servant quotas. That means a living area for employees. This was very new for us. We don't know this from Europe. Well, the, we knew this from Latin America, but like very, very, a lot of years ago. Um, I think in Brazil, this is still a reality, but um, apparently this comes from the colonial period where employ, employers, no, employees lived with their employer. In, in Malawi, this is still a common reality. And the family that was living here before us, they had seven employees and asked us before they left if we could continue to offer um, a job to these people. We were quite overwhelmed at the beginning because on the one hand, we knew how difficult the economic situation in Malawi is. So to have a job is very important, of course. On the other hand, 
it meant a big responsibility for us to have so many full-time employees at all once and yeah and they will have us um, as their only source of income so at the end we decided to offer jobs to five people three guards one domestic helper and one gardener these people work part-time and so they have the possibility to find another job or just to have more time for themselves and their families at the same time we have the opportunity to get to know some of the reality of these people's lives and to learn a little bit chichewa for sure um Although so far they have not accepted the invitation to eat with us, they prefer to eat among them. But this is certainly yet to come that we eat together. Here they say pangono, pangono, so slowly, slowly. So three guards, what about uh, security? Is your house under 24-hour surveillance? Not 24 hours, but during the night uh, as there There are thieves that already came in, into our house. Well, not into the house, but in the garden. And uh, they were seen by the guards and then they ran away. But during the day, they would not dare to come because they would be recognized from other people and people know each other pretty well here. So they, there's little risk that something ha would happen during the day. Yes, this house used to be monitored 24 hours before. Um, we decided that the house should only be monitored at night, as Marco said, um, because we actually feel a sense of security during the day. There are these three people. Um, yes, we have three guards and they take turns to do this work. In Blantyre, it feels like there are security guards everywhere. However, I feel like like a certain pleasant basic security so far in Malawi. I like in Nicaragua, for example, where I often had the feeling that I really had to pay more attention when I was walking on the street, for example. Of course, you shouldn't be out uh, after sunset or you notice that everybody recommends you to, to get a dog, for example, or um, when we walk, walk on the street, we are watched by many passers by on the streets because of our skin color we attract attention um even if i'm not that light but otherwise i feel quite comfortable on the street it's um it's actually very relaxed atmosphere a lot of life <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't sound easy this new experience uh, but i imagine you have must learned a lot so <laughs> yes for sure Yeah, we, that is for sure, yeah. And we Definitely. keep learning. And um, the next topic uh, I would ask about is uh, how is your mobility at the moment? How do you get uh, to school and to work? Well, I usually ride by bike to work. But first I take Nuna to school and then I continue to work through the busy area of the city, the part where I go through is Limby, which uh, has grown together to with Blantyre. Actually, it was a separate city. So we will take a look at a, at a video um, where what we can see here. Uh... Yeah, here we can see me on the bike and Nuna in front in the basket where I 
take her down the entrance. It goes, we live on a hill, so I'm driving down the hill and yeah. I notice a lot of uh, big was, trees in your garden. Yeah, that's true. We have quite a lot of trees, which is rare in, in yeah, generally even in Malawi. And yeah, it's it's nice to be in that um, area because yeah, it's very green and and very yeah fresh. It's a, more or less cool during the day. So the is garden is too big, though. Like we don't use the whole garden, you know. <laughs> like we just need a small piece of it for 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 planting some um, and harvesting some food. What and what did you already Luna, plant? Of course, but uh, what did you already plant it? Well, actually, I must um, say that we use as much as possible from the garden because I also planted some fruit trees, and uh, I raised some beds for vegetables and and herbs. For example, coriander, tomatoes, like heirloom tomato varieties, uh, paprika dill yeah some spices okay. yeah and many and things some, pak choy and some native plants which just grow like wild that, yeah, which are, you can eat we also use wild herbs for nundiwo which is a relish sauce of uh, typical malawian okay interesting so let us take a look at the next picture you have um, brought us there we see nuna yes. She's walking home <laughs> uh, next to yeah. a next to a road uh, and on a green sidewalk, and we see some two chickens in the back. Yes, these are some of the chickens of our neighbors. So, what is your neighborhood like? Have you already got to know your neighborhood? You have brought a photo that we can see. Yes, yes. Um, well, um, the the chickens we just saw they belong to the neighbors who live just across the road from us. Where uh, on the on this photo you can see on the left side directly on the left side it's like a hill, and you can see the a plot where eighteen families live. Right in front of it, where all these trees are, is our house. And on the right side is another neighbor um, or neighbors because there are like, um, I think at least four families living in this plot. But um, in the left side, there are 18 families living where, and we are right on the border between big and small houses in the neighborhood and experience the gap between privilege and non-privilege every day. Two plots, both with same area. On one plot we, and the person who supports us with the household live, so two families. On the other plot, these 18 families. They live very simply, cooking by the fire, fetching groundwater from a water well, washing their clothes by hand and growing maize, among other things. Like almost every humble, humble Malawian family. This is the reality in Malawi. Yes. Malawi, with almost 22 million inhabitants, is one of the poorest countries in Africa. According to Nature magazine, 50% is extreme 
before. So let us take a look at this website where we can see that Malawi has 20, yeah, almost 22 million inhabitants and 10, almost 11 millions are in extreme poverty, which means it's under $1.90 a day. Yes, and I would say many Malawians even live with less than one dollar a day, especially those in the on the countryside. Just to complement uh, what we are seeing here on this graphic that you brought us. Yeah, and how do you how do you experience this reality? Yeah, I would say that. And I already mentioned it, there are several bubbles of society, which are the, the Indian community, the Azungu community, and the Malawians, which also are divided in, yeah, in different social status. And these groups, they don't mix with each other, or they mix very, very little. And especially the rural communities, or the villages live almost without money because there's actually no need. There's much trading and uh, many, yeah, many food items are traded. The staple food, for example, is maize or maize flour, sweet potato and potato and various leafy vegetables. Uh, I already mentioned that this is a very important ingredient for, for a dish. So they make a sauce out of it, a relish. For example, mustard or pumpkin leaves, bean leaves. And many, many times it's re refined with nsinjido. This is a groundnut flour. Most people live from one euro or less a day. As I already mentioned, uh, the HIV rate is around 12% nationwide and medical care is inadequate. Women are often disadvantaged, according to OECD report from 2019, even 27% of girls under 18 are forced into marriage and legal framework for women's and human rights is still insufficient. Yeah, this is um, the perspective or the situation we, we face right now in Malawi. Yes, and the people from the villages come to the city to find a job so they can send food to the villages um, not actually money much, but uh, actually food. So they buy food and they, they bring it to the villages. Most people walk to work in Blantyre. You can see so many people walking. It's incredible. Like the rush hours and the most thing, the most, the most you see um, are people. Those who can afford a bike, they ride bicycle or motorbike, but um, a car, for example, is unimaginable um, for this part of the population. In the city, the village culture is partly lived on because there are like so, some small urban villages uh, which are formed on the outskirts of the city or just like ours across street. To what extent do you have contact with these 18 families and how do you know that 18 families live there? I think you brought mm -hmm. us a photo also. They have a small, 
Yes, yes. Um, this is a, a photo of a small market stand. Uh, these families have a small market stand where they sell vegetables, as we can see. Mostly they, they sell tomatoes. And in the front, we can see sweet potatoes, which is very commonly for the um, breakfast for breakfast time, especially. They eat it with tea, very typical here. And you can also see some leaves, pumpkin leaves or mustard leaves. Say right uh, in the in the back. Oh, they also sell um, a lot of salted fish, dried fish. And in the back of the stand, you can see a little bit uh, the the small houses. So we buy vegetables there uh, from time to time, and these people mainly speak Chichewa. And since our Chichewa knowledge has progressed a bit, we already buy in Chichewa. <laughs> and I asked them how many families live there. And, uh, you know, they they are our neighbors and we are very interested in getting to know them and much better and building a friendship or a community. You can't tell uh, these people don't have Atsungu clients or foreigner clients or have little, little contact with white people or foreigners. We want to narrow the gap of privilege by getting in touch with these uh, people where, so that money does not play a big role in coming together. This is our big wish. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this wish develops. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Marcus, uh, my next question would be about your work. Maybe you can tell us about uh, first a little bit of your work and then you have also already visited some smallholder farmer communities. So maybe you can tell us about your first experiences yes with pleasure but let me just uh, mention where i work my employer is called cart churches action in relief and development based in blantyre and i collaborate and consult in a project called agroecological transition to improve rural resilience and so far i have visited four districts in the southern and central region of malawi to meet the local cart stuff and also to conduct a workshop on advocacy and agroecology. I also visited the smallholder farmer communities in which we work. The focus of the project is on improving agricultural practices as well as strengthening entrepreneurship. For example, raising pigs and chickens in a small scale and sustainable way. And in general, we want to motivate people to use local resources, which are often dumped or even burned, such as rice husk or straw for compost production. And furthermore, we seek to improve crop rotations, promote mixed cropping, and also establish agroforestry systems. And for those who don't know these terms, explain them briefly. Yes, for example, a three-unit maize-maize onion crop rotation is better transformed into a seven-unit rotation where we have more div diversity and more crops that are from different plant families to prevent diseases and to reduce the pest um, intensity. So we advertise using different crops which can create an income for the smallholder farmers. The next term I would like to explain is the mixed cropping. It's just 
the, a concept to diversify plants and eliminate monocultures, which are often found in Malawi, such as with maize or sweet potato, and use also perennial crops in a system like shrubs and trees, including legumes, which can fix nitrogen, and also annual crops in the same space. So to say, a very mixed and diverse agroforestry system. This ensures an ecological resilience and requires less external inputs, such as mineral fertilizers or chemical synthetic pesticides, for example. So you brought us uh, some pictures. Let us take a look at the first one. Yeah, this one was taken in Chinji. This is a Western district of Malawi, already bordering with Zambia. There we can see a woman's group who have built fish ponds in a joint effort to breed chambo, which is a fish that is very tasty without, without many bones. And it originates from the family in which you find also tilapia. And the project is about to economically empower the woman in order to aim a structural change. But here also the challenge is to advocate for planting perennial plants around the ponds like trees and shrubs, which would mean also further income, uh, financial income, but also strengthen the, eco the ecosystems, the stability of them. And the reason why they don't do it, they mentioned that there are some raptors that prey on or snatch on the fish, on the chambo. But yeah, we have to observe it more thoroughly if this is really the case or if, it, um, if they need just more support to realize that. Yeah, the next picture was also taken in, in Chinji. This was taken after Sonkano, which is a Chichewa word for meeting within the community, including the leader, which is called Mfumu in Chichewa. So the guests, or Alendo, as they were called in Chichewa, now that I already talk <laughs> a lot of words, um, the guests are always received with joy by the community. So they sing, they dance, they clap their hands, they cheer, and just express their happiness that guests have arrived. So they are very friendly. Yeah, we can already see the next picture here. This was taken in the southern region of Malawi in Sanchi, which is the extreme south and much hotter than the rest of the country. Only that this part of the year, it's a bit cooler. You can see they have a, um, some yeah, yeah, pullover. And we can see here a backyard garden of a, of a smallholder farmer, which is in front of the picture. And he's smiling and very proud of his really big and nice, still unripe papayas. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they look kind of impressive. And also a cart colleague, which is beside of me. And um, behind my head, you can see some drying sesame plants which is also an important cash crop. 
This picture we can see now is also taken in Sanje and taken on an irrigation scheme where you can see some plots on a community field which is irrigated with the help of a solar pump. So these small plots are flooded uh, for watering and well surrounded or beside these empty plots, we can see onions growing, but also tomatoes, garlic, beetroot, beans, first and foremost. And the challenge here is that they are affected by an, a disease, a fungal disease. And there's a lot of disease pressure due to lack of crop rotation. And this is what I mentioned before. The crop rotation is very narrow they grow maize, maize, onion in one year and repeat that again and again. And this is this creates a big problem for the ecological stability and also for the economic stability in the long run. Well, finally, I also brought you a video, Timo. Uh, if you would be so kind and play this one for us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, what what we can see, we can see a, a big tree, um, which uh, seems like a gathering point. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more. Yeah, this was uh, right after a meeting with the community where we just spoke about how they progress in the project, and they were showing us some products they made like hibiscus and offered me some tea and they were very joyful afterwards and they were just happy that we are there and in order to in order to see their fields and to to see how they are and the tree you mentioned is a mango tree is a very tall and big tree which gives some shade and of course also some nice fruits so you can you cannot really often see big trees in Malawi because they are used mm -hmm. for firewood many times. Yeah, so thank you, Marcus, for bringing this information and the stories. And thank Very you well. for for your work. <laughs> thank and you also. Before we finish, can you tell us something in Chichewa or what progress you have made since the last episode? <laughs> In D2 and D2, yes, yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. We, um, I can, well, we can start just with a um, standard greeting, no? what we learned last time. And then I will ask Marcus, where does he live? And if he's happy living there. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's start. Mulibuanti. <laughs> Timakala kupisie. Kodi muma zangalala kumeneko. Ndi masangalala kuambiri chifukwa tilindi mitengo ambiri. Chawino. Zikomo. Zikomo. Yes, so I asked Marcus where does he live, and he said in BCA, 
and that I'm happy to live there because there are many trees. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. Sounds great. So you have, you have, <laughs> yes, we have some... learned. Okay. <laughs> so you have brought us some, some very, uh, exciting impressions there for today. And I'm looking forward to hearing more stories from you guys. So what can we expect in the next episode? Maybe you can tell us a little bit. Yes, we will talk about food and food habits in Malawi. We will take you to a market situation so you can see a bit how and what do you find in, on the market. And we will be continuing to report a bit on our work and uh, also on my work communities as I already gave you an insight today. So yeah, I'm looking forward to meet you again soon. Yes, and just as an information, the third episode will be the last about our first impressions in Malawi. I start in the fourth episode, we will talk about specific topics like mobility or fertilizers, for example, like more on the agroecology thematic or also garbage uh, management, for example. So stay tuned and we hope you could connect, we could connect you a little bit to the Malawian reality. And we would be very happy if you follow us on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And of course, we will also like to keep you informed via our website. See you next time, Tio Nana, and thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for tuning in and thanks Timo for your work. So yeah, I would like to mention the, our website is nunanmar.com. Like this video if you enjoyed it, feel free to write us your comments, constructive critique. Don't forget this helps us to improve. See you soon. Bye bye.